What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Earn Your Good Day podcast, where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger, more resilient, and far more capable of things than they believe in, or are told are even possible. My name is Zach Kanadi, and I'm your host. Now, let's go ahead and kick off today's episode. Today's episode is going to be something really important, and I think it's, well, I know it's something that all of us can work on, and it's something that's going to benefit literally every single human alive um, and that is the topic of self-love. Now, before we dive into that, if you guys have been sticking around, you know how this goes. I have a small ask. If you're new, I have a small ask of you, and that is simply to share the show. Uh, if I do good, if you like the information, if you learn something, if it makes you think, uh, if you laugh at all, um, or it just gives you a new perspective, right? Go ahead and share the show for me, guys. Share it on your socials. Tell a friend about it. Conversate about it. I think that's the best. Um, I'm mostly concerned that people get this information to them more so than like the show spreading. So if you know somebody who could use, uh, I think especially today's episode, if you know somebody who could use this information, uh, then please just go ahead and tell them about it. Uh, they want to... If they want more, you know, you can point them to the podcast, but just share people that you know that need this information really is a big thing. But if you share the show, that would mean a lot to me and help it grow so more people can hear this information. Anyways, enough of that. Let's go ahead and dive into today's episode of Self Love. Now, this is kind of like an interesting topic, and it's one that I personally have uh, what in the last like week or so, so just debated on like how to really present this one. Um, and like what, right. What does it really mean to love yourself? You know? Um, and so I ended up looking up a definition on Google earlier today, just cause I was like, well, I have, I know what I kind of say it is, but what is, you know, what was a more quote unquote official definition and what I found was self-love is defined as the regard for one's well-being and happiness. Uh, I think this is like a pretty good definition. Uh, overall, it's broad. And in this case, I think it's pretty good because self-love is super broad. And it does not look like this the same thing from every single person. right? I think it has a couple similar principles and characteristics from person to person, but how it's actually carried out day to day, excuse me, I don't think is the same or always even that similar from person to person. So having a good broad definition uh, is important. My personal one I think is kind of similar. Mine is a little bit different. I would say it's holding yourself to being the best version of yourself uh, at all times possible. And I think that what I mean by that is like, I think the best version of you is a well version, right? It's a a happy or content version, right? Uh, it's somebody who is healthy, you know, not necessarily dying, who's supported, um, socially, who like believes in themselves, who feels fulfilled, 
and right so it's it's all of these things um kind of wrapped up into one it's just it's part simply it's you trying to help you be the best version of you right i think if we can make self-love something it's you trying to help you become your best self right and i think that's true because if we look at love and relationships right like between the love of a good parent and a child is that parent wants that child to be the best version of themselves right the healthiest the happiest the strongest the smartest you know the the most fulfilled you know the most disease free protected all of this also the most capable right the best loving relationships it's not about you know it's it's a relationship a relationship of servitude right the you know each partner is being a servant to the other right how can i make my partner's life better how can i help them be a better version of themselves how can i make them feel more supported them feel more loved them uh you know push further when they're tired how can i help them pick themselves up how can i be there when they're having a bad day right it is you know and then you can look at a soldier and you know when they're in battle and giving up their own life for their fellow soldiers so that they can live i think what a lot of this is is it's um it's, it's servitude and, and self-sacrifice for the other, right? And when it's with another person um, or if it's even with like a passion, right? Like I love fitness and like I truly love it. I, I will lose sleep over it. I am in pain because of it, but because I love it so much, uh, I give a lot of time. I give a lot of energy and attention. Hell, it's literally my career now. And what it, you know, a lot of people say that's one-sided, but it, it, you know, fitness gives me a lot of things too, right? I feel better about myself. It's a source of self-confidence. It's a sort, it's a place for me to attack my goals day in and day out, right? It is extremely consistent, which for me, that's really important. I need some source of, some source of consistency in my life. Um, even though like most of the time I'm kind of all over the place. So I've, I've tried to find that in within myself, which is, you know, where my journey of self-love came from or started out as, as well as a big uh, thing for that has been fitness. And before college, it was sports, right? And self-love, I think, is critically important because you're not always going to have other people around you or other things around you. And there's actually been some scientific studies that love or in the literature is called nurture, right? It's usually there's like a big debate on whether you develop via nurture or nature, right? What you're born with or how you're raised. And now what we learned is that the most accepted version is it's some combination of the two, right? We don't know if it's 50-50, 40-60, you know, 30-70 or 70-30, you know. Whatever combination it is, all we know is that both of them play a role. Well, how do we know this? I actually learned about this in psychology class, and it was a study uh, done with monkeys. And the study itself is kind of sad, right? Because they took baby monkeys away from their mothers, and they 
putting cages and ran some developmental tests on them. Now, what those tests were was there was two, um, well, the important trial was, right, there was two mothers. One that gave them all their physiological needs. Uh, so it was gave them water, gave them food, uh, gave them shelter to a certain extent. Well, just water and food because they're in a cage. Uh, and there was a second mother in there that gave them all their nurturing needs. And you're like, all right, well, how do you tell the difference? So the one that gave them all their physiological needs, food and water, right, was kind of this, uh, they wanted to strip it of everything loving, right? So it was really just this metal skeleton shaped like a, a monkey-esque, and it kind of had like a food bowl and like a water dish so that the monkeys could go get things from it. Um, and then the nurture mom was... You know, it was all furry, it was warm, it kind of had its arms spread out in a hug, if I remember correctly. And essentially what the studies study was trying to do was see which one did the mother, or did the monkey go to, which mother did the monkey spend more time with. And what they found was, yes, the monkeys did go to the mother that provided all their physiological needs, so food and water, but they spent most of their time actually with the nurturing mom, the one who was soft. And what this is, they tried to extrapolate from this study was that for monkeys to develop properly, they, they need more than just food and water, right? To develop properly, they need a love. They need love of some sort. Um, you know, this is talked about in kids, your attachment style or how you receive love is kind of formed by the age of six right and we see this in kids who are come from abusive families uh if you're abused as a little kid you know before the age of six that's how you view love right that is how you um assess love that's how you recognize love that's how you take it in and that's how you expect to find it so then we also find that those people either perpetuate the abuse in the next generation or in relationships, they get into abusive relationships, right? Because that's how they recognize and identify love. Now, this does not mean that it's necessarily set in stone, right? Because you can change it. It just is really hard and you have to do a whole lot of internal work. You know, this kind of goes back to or goes to the um, attachment styles. I think there's like a secure attachment, insecure attachment, Avoid it, avoidance attached, and then like securely attached. There's like four main ones. You guys can go look that up. But essentially like how we view love, right? It's our relationships, how we form and recognize relationships. Um, and they can change, right? Like it doesn't, it's not set in stone. But it's good to know this and to do a little self-reflection to realize how we how we do that with others because it's likely that's how we do it with ourselves, right? I think most people on average, at least here in America, we are more probably on the uh, slightly abusive or hypercritical of ourselves side of that spectrum. Uh, and that might be because there's somebody in our life who is hypercritical of us. Uh, we may just have hold ourselves to a really high standard and not have a lot of empathy, right? Whatever the reason is, it doesn't matter. Um, 
but that's where we are. And I think how society has kind of taught us about it is that you can just tell yourself you love yourself and it'll be good, right? Like if you're overweight, unhealthy, and sad and depressed, you can just be like, you know what? I love myself. I accept myself as I am. And, you know, magically one day you're going to wake up and you're actually going to love yourself. And I really hate to break it to you guys, but I think that's a total lie. I think that's total bullshit. Uh, Just telling yourself you love yourself when you know you don't doesn't really work, right? It might work between, like, you and another person, uh, but it doesn't work between you and yourself because you're with yourself all the time, and you know when you're lying to yourself. Like, if you have to tell yourself you love yourself to try and convince yourself of it, it's very obvious that you don't love yourself, right? And you know it is. And that's why you have you try and continually tell yourself over and over and over again. And this is really harmful, actually, because what it does is it takes your power to actually do something about the fact that you don't love yourself away. If all you're trying to do to convince yourself or to get yourself to love yourself is to tell yourself that you do, I'm sorry, friend, but you're going to be stuck in that cycle for a long, long time. And you're never going to feel like it. Right? You might have good days and less bad days, but you're never really going to feel like it. How do I know this is true? Well, look at relationships between that you have with other people. Do you just tell people that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're best friends. I love this person. But that's all that consists of the relationship. Right? Like if you have a, a relationship where you just say that, but you, the person lies to you, they mistreat you, they always put you down, tell you you're worthless, right? Like, do you really think that person loves you? The answer is obviously no, right? So if we do that to ourselves, how can you try and convince yourself that that's true love, that you really love yourself? You can't, and if you can, you're just in freaking denial, you're in denial with yourself. Like you're unwilling to confront the truth that no, you don't love yourself. And I get it. That's hard. And it's even harder to actually start to do the work once you admit that. And here's, or it's actually harder to admit that than it is to start to do the work once you do. And here's why. Because to admit that you don't love yourself is to recognize how fucked up you are to yourself. It's to recognize and admit how much you lie to yourself, how much you don't take care of yourself, how many of your problems are actually caused by you, how much of the problems that you so often bitch and complain about are your fault, not somebody else's not the world's, not anything. It's your fault and your fault alone. But again, once we're willing to face that, that is actually one of the biggest things you can do to prove to yourself that you really do love yourself because that takes strength and that takes courage and it takes 
suffering through the pain of admitting that. But being willing to go through that pain, being willing to sacrifice any current ease or pleasure for good that you can't quite see yet or can't quite touch and grasp and feel yet is showing love to yourself. Right, I think a really kind of cheesy example is a parent trying to get their kid to brush their teeth at night. Most kids, at least from the parents I'm told, don't want to brush their teeth. Right, it's a hassle. You have to do work. Uh, it's irritating. And the kids fight tooth and nail in what should take, you know, two to five minutes if you brush, floss, and rinse with mouthwash, takes an hour. Right, and now mom and dad are tired, kids throwing a tantrum, they're up way later than they should be, and now tomorrow morning's gonna be messed up because now the kid doesn't sleep as much and they're tired. Right, but the loving thing to do is for that parent to tell them to go brush their teeth. It is for that parent to stand up and fight for their kid's future. And there might literally be fighting. Right? They might have to argue with the kid. Not fist fighting, right? But there might be arguing. They have to go through that difficulty because they know if they don't, what's going to happen is the kid is not going to develop the habit of brushing the teeth, which means they're not going to have good dental hygiene, which means they're going to get cavities, which means they're going to lose teeth which then means they're going to have a jacked up smile. And that means when they're older, people are going to look at them weird and they're going to have self-esteem issues. They're also going to have health issues because you can't eat or digest food. Or maybe they'll be the first 25-year-old with dentures because all their teeth fell out because they never brushed or flossed. It's the loving thing for that parent to fight with their kid to get them to brush their teeth. It is the most loving thing you can do with yourself to face your inadequacies raw, open, and honestly and completely. And it's incredibly difficult at the same time. Because you have to walk around with yourself and you can't escape them like you can other people. You're stuck with you. But that is precisely why it's so important. Because you're stuck with you you can't escape even when you sleep you can't escape right so how do we do this right because if society's telling us we can just say it but that's a lie but it's incredibly difficult right maybe and maybe that's not your first step maybe that's too much for you so how do you start to form to tell yourself and approve to yourself that you actually do love yourself well, you do just that. You act like you love yourself. You do things to prove to yourself like you love yourself. What would you do with a romantic partner? You take them on dates. You make them good food. You make them like a little coffee in the morning, right? You make sure they get good sleep. You know, you make sure they're taking care of themselves when their life's stressful. You're there for them when they're down. You do things to prove it to themselves. That you love them and that you care for them 
And it's not just a one-time or a big grandiose thing, right? If you think about the friends who have and the loved ones you have the deepest connection with, how they show you affection is actually probably a lot of really small things that only you and them know about or you and a few people know about or they're one of the few people that know about you and how much that means to you, right? Maybe it's you like your coffee a certain way or you only want a half pump of caramel latte espresso shots instead of a full one because that full one is just a little too much and the aftertaste tastes fake but a half one tastes just right, right? You know, it's it's those little things. I have a good friend of mine, uh, Georgia. She also has a podcast. Uh, it's the Power of Mindset podcast she does with her good friend, Hope. Um, so go listen to them. They got a great content over there. But Georgia takes herself out on dates, specifically movie dates, uh, and even more specifically, Marvel movie dates. She's a huge Marvel fanatic and fan, and it is her time to herself, and she's very hesitant <laughs> to bring other people to those movies with her. Um, if you ask her, she I have a feeling she's probably more hesitant now, because she was nice enough to let me tag along uh, when Last Spider-Man came out because I wanted to go see it, and so did she, and so I was like, oh, let's go do it. Let's go see a movie, right? But then she got irritated at me because I'm a talker during the movies, right? Like, I just, I get excited. You know, if I'm with people, I want to tell them what I'm thinking. Like, oh, that's so cool. Did you just see that scene? And Georgia, before the movie, it was like, yo, you need to just shut up and watch the movie and don't talk at all during it. I was like, Georgia, I'm going to do my best, but can't promise anything pink <laughs> and there's a scene I just couldn't help myself just start talking I got a real evil look that day I don't think um well, who knows I don't think I'll be going to George and I'll be going to a movie anytime soon as friends uh because of that who knows maybe not right but my point is, is normally that's George's time to herself because she loves herself, right? She takes herself on dates. She treats herself to that. And that's something she really enjoys. And it brings her a lot of joy, you know? Uh, you know, me, it's like cooking myself like a really nice dinner. You know, if it's like spending some time cooking it from scratch with fresh ingredients, you know, doing a little extra seasoning, you know, just making it a little, little fancy. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> uh, or maybe it's like just sitting down some mornings and brewing a cup of coffee and just enjoying it. Right. Uh, also for me, it's just my daily rhythms and routines really sticking with them. Right. But I do those things and I take care of myself because I love myself. Right. Yes, there are other reasons that contribute to it, but the big reason I do all these things uh, is because I love myself. It's not necessarily because I always want to. It's not necessarily because it. Always, I always feel like it. Oftentimes, I don't. I don't always usually feel like getting up at five in the morning, going for a run or a workout. 
right? I don't feel like going doing cardio outside when it's cold outside or making sure I count all my calories and stick to the meal plan for the set number of days that I told myself to do, right? But the difficulty of those tasks is less than the reward I'm after, right? Let me put it this way. The reward that I get from doing that is greater than the difficulty of doing those things. And that reward is being okay in my own head. That is, That reward is loving myself and being cool with myself. Right. And so if I sure if I have to go through a little bit of pain and difficulty to get that any day, all day, every day for a thousand years, I would do it. And that is because I know what it's like to not be good with myself and how shitty that is. You know. So. Loving ourselves, guys, is actually doing the things we know we need to do to be the best, our, be our best selves. And when we do those, we can actually start to trust ourselves again. And this is a huge part of it. Because when we tell ourselves we are going to do something, and then we don't follow through with it, we just broke our trust with ourselves. We broke trust with our own selves, and that takes away the amount we can trust ourselves. Which means when you do tell yourself that you love yourself, it doesn't mean anything if you continually break trust with yourself. That's why just saying it doesn't work. That's why the media telling you to just say it, or like society telling you, you can just tell yourself you love and accept yourself and you're happy just the way you are, is a lie. And it doesn't work because you have not built enough trust with yourself to believe it to be true. So now you just know you're lying to yourself, which makes you believe it even less. You have to do the work first. You have to prove it to yourself. And if you've been lying to yourself and breaking trust with yourself for a long time, be prepared. It's going to take you a, a while to build your trust back up. But start with something small. And that's actually my call to action for you guys today. Find something small that you can do preferably every single day to prove to yourself you, you prove to yourself you love yourself. That might be taking your shoes off at the door because you want a clean house. That might be making your bed in the morning if you don't currently because then when you come back, your bed's made and it gives you hope for a better tomorrow. You know, that might be spending five minutes extra in the morning and enjoying a cup of coffee so you can be ready for the day. Right? Maybe once a week, you're, maybe that's actually you not skipping your workout just because you're tired and proving to yourself that you're strong enough to go do it because you freaking are. You're not weak. You're just forgetful of how strong you are. Right? Maybe it's actually facing all the times you've lied to yourself and having that conversation. It's like, you know what, self? I'm going to do better. 
you deserve better, I deserve better, we deserve better. Because you do. You seriously do. You need to start acting like it too. You're worth too much as a person to throw yourself away and to not value yourself how you've been doing it. Find something to prove to yourself how much you actually love yourself because you are worth it. Your value hasn't decreased. You just haven't seen it in a while. So, go find that thing, guys. Do me a favor. Share the show and earn yourself a good day. Thank you.